0: What's up, good people? What's up? What's up? What's up? We are back for a short break. A short break is on. We are making it happen, and I appreciate everyone who's joining us to go down this artistic journey and expression of art and short films. But today is Sunday, and it's the first official, official Sunday of the NFL. And as you can see, I got my I'm repping my team. Everyone who knows me know I am a Cowboys guy, cowboys cowboys for life cowboy nation so i just pulled out a little swag so we all know what we're talking about right now on this good sunday you know i mean big up to all the rest of the teams but we you know it's cowboy nation so uh without any further ado i know uh i have to bring up the lovely the talented the great emma J.
1: what up emma hello everybody hi damien how are you doing i'm doing great
0: on this good cowboy sunday
1: oh wow see i'm um- Far removed from the NFL world, I just go with whoever's winning at the time.
0: Okay, that sounds right. That sounds right. You know, Cowboys is a winning franchise. Is all I'm saying. We ain't got to you know go back and forth about that. But you're definitely welcome to come to our nation. We'll take care of you over here.
1: You know what? I, all nations over here. All nations over here. All nations. <laughs> yes, but so we can just kind of you know really jump right into the hot topics today because the football game tonight. It needs all the time, okay? So, we're not gonna keep you all waiting because it is better. so some good stuff. That y'all need. Mm-hmm. now. The first thing that I want to talk about, y'all know I bring all the good hot topics. Uh huh.
0: More going to, be to produce new content. Oh, Netflix new content with Miss 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 Akil, the goddess.
1: Yes. And I'm excited because you, 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 you're excited. A- Girlfriends, and everybody is talking about all the other shows that she has um, produced and just been a part of and directed and wrote and everything. And I just, I just love her, just her personality and her being. So I'm excited that she's gonna be a part of Netflix and just being an in-house person because that content, that content is about to be right. Oh, it's
0: gonna be on and popping. I listen, you know, as a, as a, as an actor, sometimes you just want to shoot your shot. You're like, hey, you know, I want to work with you. I was I was at uh, I was in Sundance a couple years ago chilling with a group of, you know group of friends we eating and we and we look up at the bar and 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 she was up there Mr. Kill was up there you know uh, chilling you know talking to a friend but eating I, and then the so people I was with knew her and they went all went up and talking I'm like, oh this is my shot. I am going to take it. I went up. Hey, how you doing? And when we got into a conversation, we I forgot to even shoot the shot of like, hey, I want to work with you because the conversation was so fly. She, her spirit is so gentle and cool and and peaceful. It's, it's super dope. Super super dope. She's super dope. You but know those stuff. are the
1: moments where. That's that's where that relationship builds a regular conversation, and you know, and you you give back in the room one and she's like, oh, I remember we had the conversation at the bar? You
0: know? We talked about that exactly. That's that was hey, good times, you know. A a networking note: stay focused, stay on time I-
1: Love it. Now Netflix is also doing the next topic.
0: Next
1: up, John David Washington in a Zendaya film called Malcolm and Marie for thirty million dollars. Now this is a film that they shot during the pandemic, and everybody was like, "They're shooting a movie, a secret movie that was shot during the pandemic during I want to say June and July." Mm it wrapped it would have wrapped of mid-july and i'm excited for it the fact that netflix picked it up for 30 million dollars is is pretty dope we have- i can't wait to watch it hey i can't wait
0: john david is dope uh i i can't i can't wait to see you was it tinnet uh Tenet? Yes, Tenet. 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 Oh, i can't wait to go see that. i really want to see it in the theater so i understand so i'm waiting no now um, but he he he's on fire right now. So the brother is really making it happen. I appreciate him And Zendaya, she's I mean, she is who she is, she's dope. Get us. Zendaya She
1: is, is one of the people that like basing uh, off of a career you want to try to have. I love her career. I love her moves. I love yeah. how her family works with her. So I'm a fan.
0: You're a fan. I, I am a fan. fan. I'm no. a fan. I am a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan.
1: We got one more thing. Um, mm-hmm. just really quick.
0: Uh, all the fans that are going to be, you know, popping tonight. Louisville and Gladys Knight will be on Versus tonight. Oh, listen, Versus tonight is going to be on and popping. I saw this meme that had
1: me crying Gladys up. I'm crying Gladys, hilarious. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. What'd you say? Oh, I was gonna share my story. Oh, go for it. <laughs> so my story um is with Miss Gladys Knight. Not directly, but I had a chance to be a stand-in for Kelly Rowland on American Soul. And she played Gladys Knight on that show. So that's like my connection, you know, to the Empire. <laughs> the to
0: the Empire. Hey, that's a hey, that's a connection though. That's definitely a yes, connection.
1: Is.
0: For real. You know, um, I don't I don't have a Patty story. I wish I did. But I, I saw this meme that said um, I saw this meme that said I would not be calling my aunties to help set them up as tech with tech support. They would not be ruining my night with Patty LaBelle. And,
1: you help and depend you gotta help your grandmas, you gotta have your grandmas on your auntie. Listen, you it. You but ready? that was one of the hot topics that I have for for um for today, y'all.
0: Wow, we appreciate you. Look, well, look without any further ado, let's bring up the man of the hour the uh talented writer, director, producer. I know this. I know this brother from New York, the New York streets. His, uh, he always had a film at, at, at urban world and all the festivals that was making it happen. He, he's, he, I think he just celebrated a anniversary for his feature of more affinity. Let's, let, you know, what, let's just bring him up, let him talk about it real quick. What's up, brother? What's going on, Jerry? What's up, family? How are you? Welcome to a short break. Jerry, yeah, yeah, thank you.
1: Okay, you? for having back. me back. <laughs>
0: You're back, you're back, you're back, Jerry. All right, uh, Emma.
1: Yes, well, I'm, I'm excited. We are welcome to a short break. We're going to start with just some interesting questions here on a short break. We want our viewers to kind of figure out, you know, what was your beginning stages when you started? Because right now you are, you know, doing amazing in your career and you have an anniversary actually happening right now this year. And- what was the
0: anniversary for? I'm sorry to cut in. What, was your, what, what were you? What was the anniversary for?
2: Um, it's officially my twentieth year anniversary as a filmmaker, and on my debut film, A More Infinity. A More Infinity. Get
0: that man a round of applause. All the people in the comments, get that man a round of applause. Mm-hmm. We got people, people chiming in. The Saints are winning. Oh Jesus! Nice. <laughs> like, See, yeah.
1: well, yeah. Keep it strictly about films today, okay, you all?
0: Uh, all
2: right. I'm it's competing like, against okay. NFL games. Oh no!
1: Do
0: you, you got a team,
2: Jerry? Nah, bro, not faithfully. I gotta tell you. I'm a spectator, but I'm not married to
0: any particular team. I,
1: I, I... See, me and Jerry can make it make it work because I'm I'm not I'm not faithful to any team either.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? We're gonna put you on the hot seat. We're gonna put you on the hot seat, Mr. Lamont. Oh, oh, Boom. Yeah. Check it out. We got some questions for you. And mm-hmm. and and, and Miss Emma's gonna take it off.
1: Yeah, so this is a break from the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. One question that we love to ask filmmakers here is who was the first mentor that helped push you in the right direction?
2: I would have to say um, a lot of this journey, especially in the initial stages, um, as a young Black man, I'm Without, with few, with few um, guidance. But if I had to give someone that credit as far as first mentor, I would have to say from afar it was Melvin Van Peebles, the Godfather, mm-hmm. Godfather, the great legend, Melvin Van Peebles. He offered me um, some great insight. He and I did a panel together many, many years ago. Before I had the privilege of working with him in Blackout. And I was really, I was just in awe and impressed at his openness and willingness to share and pass on information and knowledge and to support. And he comes from that era of understanding how important it is to pass on the baton. Um, so he was, I was actually very surprised at how receptive he was and how willing he was to provide information. So if I had to say who my first mentor in this industry was, I would
0: have to say it was Melvin Van Peebles. You, you know what you know what Jerry, it's so interesting that you speak about a mentors from afar, because mm-hmm. I don't you know um, as you know we advance in this game and mm-hmm. things, you know certain accomplishments happen. You don't realize how much of a mentor you are to someone from right. afar. Amen. You know I mean? like because I I, mm-hmm. I always knew you moving around New York City doing making movies that I was like oh wow this is dope. And this is before I even got into directing. I was like oh wow. Jerry that, oh all right, brother, and then urban world, and I see you in different in different places. And I'm like, and then blackout hit. I remember when blackout came out. I was mm-hmm. this I was trying to audition for blackout. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I was in these theater streets, I was doing my thing, but my yes. husband, Ephraim was up in there, jazz was up in there. Yeah, there, why, why you, No, 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 jazz wasn't there, but this is no, though that's the tunes. Wait a minute, Jazz is in the tombs,
2: and he was in the more infinity. So Jazz is in more infinity.
0: Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah Zoysa, Saldana,
2: Jamie Hector, Michael Jamie B. Jordan, Hector.
0: Jeffrey Wright was in that too, right?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. listen, that was a hot ticket. That was a hot ticket. <laughs> that's
2: what's up, bro. Thank you for that.
0: Oh yeah, you know. brother, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure, man. But again, I was saying that's inspirational from afar. You know, yes, that, yes. I, I, I I include everything in my New York time that helped. Push me through and help and that help uh shape me and i'm not go in those streets and seeing the independent grind is was mm-hmm. one thing like i know i can get it done by by observation of brothers who was getting it done like yourself that was knocking mm-hmm. me, down yes
2: sir I, thank you man i appreciate that
0: uh, for you sure we gonna get we're gonna take one more brother out um, mm-hmm. here we go i take this one mm-hmm. how did you feel mm-hmm. wrapping the first project you ever directed Oh my goodness. Um, that would be more
2: infinity. I was um, kind of felt, I guess in a way how I felt after just wrapping up my series. I just wrapped up my first TV show, um, Terra Lake Drive. And I would have to say grueling, exhausted, um, kind of in that place of, you know, as they say, the the film, the stories made in the editing room, as I'm sure as a filmmaker you've often heard and have experienced firsthand. So it's like, okay, it's in the can that's probably the most grueling, most tact most physical aspect of filmmaking and there is a sense of relief that you have something you have something tangible that you can at least now start putting together to put a story in place and uh, you know bring it to realization but um I would have to say when I wrap the more infinity I would, you know it's a sense of sense of closure a sense of accomplishment a sense of relief, myriad of different emotions
0: you know. Wow! Shout out to Ben Wolf too. Man, look, it looked great. Tammy Roll of Deborah Tate. Shout out to all the producers, everybody that put into this. Vernon Wooten, is it Wooten? Wooten, burn the tombs. I uh, mute yourself, my brother. All right, unmute mute yourself, Jerry all right there we go Hey, I want y'all to realize what we what we got yeah, usually don't do this but we got to give this legend one more I got to give him his props because again I don't know if everybody knows brother. I mean this his name should be household but I got to get his man is I got to get his man just do when we have the option we over here we love to give him the roses when we can smell them uh as much sound did a great job. Yes, but hold on. Let's pause this on this brother right here for one quick second. The brother Arthur French is a New York theater yes. luminary. He is a he is a independent theater, yes, not even this, I'm sorry, an independent well, independent theater and independent film. He is a savant. The brother, you you will, if you get the pleasure to work with him, do it. If you could, I mean if you had a chance to work with him, it's just amazing. Shout out to Arthur French. Amen. Let's get a brother's pocket. Yeah, this is great, man. Jazz, yeah. did anything. Yeah, thing. You, brother. Good brothers. So, you, I'm going to uh, cast Casey DeVoe. Shout out to Casey. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Casey. Yeah. She did yeah. a great job. Yeah, Phenomenal yeah. job with this. All right, we're going to get to this. I'm going to speak about a short break real quick. No, matter of fact, no, I'm not. Emma, this is your thing. You tell, let, let, these, let the folks know what's about to happen as I get this started over. Boom there we
1: go hey everybody welcome welcome you all Woo! so it's so much happening in my mind and my heart right now but let's <laughs> watching um, a short film called the tunes and this is the moment where we're going to replay the film but we're going to have it on mute and we're going to talk to the writer director and producer jerry lamont and we're going to just ask questions we're going to talk about it and this is the moment of a short break where you have an intersectionality of the creators as well as the audience so ask your questions let us know where you're tuning in from anything that you want to ask anything about the film production from the start to the finish let's get to
0: it let's get to, get to it. it let's get to it and we are at the beginning of a short break sleep study entertainment hey man so jerry i got a quick question yes sir and, all, and also, like Emma said, my good people, that's all, you know, if you have any questions, comments, anything you would like to say, just put them in, in, your, in your Facebook comments or your YouTube comments on the show, they'll pop right up. We can ask any statements, anything you would like to say, definitely go get right to it. I, I off the, off the, what was your inspiration for, um, for making this film? And also this particular shot, cause we also like to use this short break time as, oh, nice. as, as like a DVD commentary. <laughs> To talk love about God and love all that. those beautiful things. Yeah. So how does, what that. what was the what was your thought in opening like this slow fading black? For yes. black? Go ahead, uh, tell me.
2: Several things. For one, I wanted it to be the initiation of what will be almost a signature of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like going in from darkness into light, or coming out of darkness into a person's space, coming right into a person's world in their realm of what's happening. And I, for, for whatever reason, I always envisioned the tune starting that way. I just thought it would kind of be an attention grabber and kind of just grasp your attention. And as you mentioned, it's a very slow process. Um, so sorry for the shower in the background, man. I needed some lighting here. It's getting dark. Hey,
0: you know, I didn't even recognize that. I didn't yeah, recognize bro. The
2: I have to set up some good lighting for y'all. So
0: and we, it, it sounds great, and I'm so and real quick, I'm so happy we were able to uh adjust the sound, we were able yes. to quick uh, adjust it, and so we can get that dialogue like we needed to. Sure. Shout out, brother, indeed, yep. indeed, indeed. And so, um, to answer your
2: first question, The Tombs came about in a very interesting fashion because The Tombs is actually my first short film, but it's my fourth piece, mm. um, so. We shot it in 2011 at a time where, for me, me and my colleagues wanted to. It had since been maybe four years since we had did Blackout. And instead of just waiting for, you know, as we tend to do, waiting for the, the studios or the big boys to call and offer us some money so we can shoot another feature film, we were all getting flustered and frustrated as artists. And I, in particular, felt like I really needed to put something out there. Um, and I was kind of spoiled because my first film, my very first project was a feature film. So initially I never had any intentions of doing short films because we initially came from a we initially come from a place where you're almost told you do short films as a means of creating and getting the skill sets and building and practicing so you can move on to doing feature films, which as we now see is no longer the case. You have all, all type of accomplished artists and episodic directors and theater directors are still doing short films as a means of expression or as a means of telling a story, if you have a story you want to tell. And so my cinematographer, Ben Wolf, was one of those who advocated for us to shoot something. And he said, Jay, I don't even want any money. I don't want any fees or anything, bro. Let's just shoot something if he pretty much put my back against the wall, he called me on my shit. He basically said, if you got something you wanna shoot, I'm here to shoot it. Ooh, ooh. And he has all the equipment, he's ready to go. So he's like, what's up? Mm. Let's do a short. Let's just work, let's do something. Man, I miss that. I miss that New York vibe, man. That's a New York energy. Bro, bro, that's NY all day. So to not seize that would be ludicrous. And so for me, my whole thing was, if I'm gonna do a short film, and I've never done a short film before. It has to be something very provocative, thought provoking, and something that's really gonna spark, you know, and have some debate. And lastly, the other reason I wanted to do a short film at the time, at that time in my career, I was pursuing a lot of the director initiative programs that the networks have, the diversity programs. And as ironic as this may sound, you almost have a better shot of getting in that by presenting a short film. Versus a feature film 100%. Fe-
0: oh, okay.
2: You know um, And one of the reasons for that is Supposedly They want to see your ability To tell a story within a short Within a certain short time frame So if you're doing 30 minute episodic Or one hour, they want to see if you can tell A story within that time frame
0: um, So Hey, I- good people I'm sorry to interrupt you, but hey This is some inside knowledge that you're only going to get On a short break Word. Out. you see how raw this knowledge is, I just got that. <laughs> yeah, it's real, it's real. You it's know? real. But I didn't, you think about the, the you put the, the, the logic behind it, if if you want to, if they want to fast track you into the television program, you right. got to know how to tell us. They got to know and feel comfortable that you can tell a story in a short period of time. Absolutely. So, back to you saying, go right here, Buzz. Uh-huh, right yes, on. Yes, sir.
2: Yes, sir. So, you know, you had the HBO program, the Sony program, the ABC directing program, and you know, I was pursuing all of that, so I was like, "All right, I'm gonna let me give him a banger. Let me do something that I could shoot within a short time frame." And for me, you know, especially as a black man, one of the things that I've always been um, uh, compelled to tell a story about was, you know, the injustice, the red tape, the bureaucracy, the politics of the industrialized prison system. And so I thought that would make for a great story. Um, you know, I've been through that process. I've been through the tombs and you know it, it's just a really it's a traumatic experience for someone to you know to encounter and I thought it would make for a great story and so one of the things i wanted to do was kind of like almost in the vein of 12 angry men but instead black men in prison i wanted to just tell this compelling this compelling story with a compelling ensemble telling their individual stories and how it intercrosses. And I wanted it to almost have the feel or the essence of a play almost. Like mm-hmm. this could just as easily be a play.
0: And, yeah, um, very much mm-hmm. so. I see it's very it's very uh, uh, theatrical, uh, mm-hmm. very, very dramatized. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I gotta give it to you with the writing because Thank these you, are sir. monologues. These are monologues. Are. Yes, exactly,
2: exactly. Yeah,
0: I- and 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 one of the, and, and this is a great segue to one and I would love Emma to 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 chime in, one of these, one of the one of the uh, uh luminaries of these monologues is a brother Robbie right now dropping it down. Yes. Rob yes. Morgan, when you saw him in everything, just yes. First, you see, you see yes. Rob in all, the whole Marvel universe. Yes, this is, this is why he's there. Which is, <laughs> <this> <laughs> yeah.
2: is why he's he a beast. Him. He's a beast. He's a speaker, right, him. I love Rob. Yes, Rob is a beast indeed. It was truly a pleasure to be able to to work with him at this stage of his career. It's, it's, just to see what's become of his career is really it's inspiring, man. You know it's amazing and very deserving. He's I'm exactly where me. he should be.
1: About the writing, um, when you all said it was a play, when I was watching, I was like, I love their timing, and like, they're coming off of each other, so I I felt that energy on this side and watching it, so I was like, Mm -hmm. I want to know what it was like in the room, I was like, I know it was crazy shooting these scenes. It was Um, amazing,
2: it was amazing, we we rehearsed for about two or three weeks before we even went up, so that's something, when I'm in a position to control it, I'm really adamant about Rehearsals and people building chemistry, and things of that nature, and and it's it always manifests on screen. It always, you know, it shows. It, it doesn't go in vain, you know.
1: The one of one of the things that <clears throat> that were said, the quote from Pops is mm-hmm. "Silence is golden." Mm. So when you were writing that, that's one thing that 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 jumped out to me, and I was like, "What was the quote? What was the quote?" And I had to make mm-hmm. sure I got it right when I watched mm-hmm. it back again. Mm-hmm. Did that, was that something that came in your own life? or life? It is, it is,
2: it is. I would later research it just to see where it, where it derived from or where it came from. And although I don't remember offhand right now, my personal experience with it is, it's something my fourth grade teacher used to implement all the time, Mr. Marcus. So anytime we were noisy or talking in class and we wouldn't let up, he would have the class right two, three, four hundred times Across the paper, Dang. you'd have to go home and write "Silence is Golden" three hundred times, four hundred times, five hundred times. Silence is Golden. So that that is so old school,
0: you exactly. know. Jerry, Jerry, what what cheat code did you use? Because I used oh, to use gross. ruler. Like the uh, <laughs> high. I, used to go, I used to do that too. <laughs> you used to do that too? Yeah, man. I had to cheat code it all the way around. I used to do
2: that as well. Wow, you just brought back memories. But now that I think back, does it really work or is it just us mentally we feel like we're doing less work? It's
0: exactly. Not at all. It's exactly.
1: really good. You
2: still
1: have to write the words. You still
2: gotta write it. Exactly. Write it. But that's wow, you just gave me a flashback. Yes, I did
0: do. Yeah, man. That. That's yep. that's that's the trip. You um you know what? Like looking at this, mm-hmm. looking at jazz, jazz Anderson, is another New York indie theater, I mean an yes. indie film, indie theater brother that gets it in. Yeah, they're gonna, I see that you always have it set where your your intimate space is violated. Mm-hmm. There's someone always in your space. Was that that, that, that was intentional? Was the through line in this? Definitely
2: intentional. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely intentional. Definitely the vibe and the energy that you feel when incarcerated. It's just, everything is just so, so squeezed in. And, and I wanted, I wanted to create almost a claustrophobic kind of energy and vibe with a lot of these sequences and these scenes just to give people a sense of what was going on. And even when you look at this shot right here, you kind of just see, you could see, you see black men on benches, you see black men in the backdrop against the wall. I just wanted to create that essence almost basically like slavery. It's just a sea, just an ocean, a sea of black men just, just lost, just entrapped and incarcerated, you know?
1: And when I was watching it, literally, I was like, "Oh, these close-up shots are it." I was like, "I'm feeling it. I feel it." And I was like, "That's mm-hmm. how, the, how that's how jail is." Like, yeah, exactly. You don't, you, don't have, you don't have, from what I from what I've seen or heard, it's like you don't <laughs> have. <laughs> she,
2: she made it a point to say, you know, from what I heard, <laughs> what, I heard. I heard. what I heard, what I heard everywhere. <laughs>
1: You know, it's right there. So I really did feel that. Um, and even in the scene that we were just watching, for a moment, I was like, "Wait, is this is this a fake moment?" I, because I was like, "I feel like it's fake," but then I was like, "Let me just keep watching." Very surreal. <laughs> yeah. He realized it was, and one of the the first things that I wrote down, he even uh, it was said even at the top of it in terms of your mental stability. We're in. this is First night, I think, or maybe second. It is, it is. But yeah, the first night, and he's already somewhat unravelled Yeah. And it's yeah. just kind of like that mental space as a black man.
2: That mental space, man. Things.
1: When it's you are fragile. Were did you did you have any like mental like oh shoot I'm right I gotta write it I can't live it but I gotta write it but um, like what was the importance of making sure that was said.
2: Um, from my own personal experience you know being going through the system for 24 hours 48 hours and how you find yourself saying wow you know you have brothers out here who've done 5 10 15 20 years sometimes for crimes they didn't even commit you got to add to that too to do time is one thing but to do imagine serving time for something you really and genuinely you know you stand accused of but that you really didn't commit to start to unravel within 24 hours because none of this is normal. So there's nothing wrong. There's no shame in being uncomfortable in that state because that's not not for human consumption. It's not natural. Um, And so I wanted to explore that. I wanted to show that. And I wanted to also show the fascination of other black men such as Jazz Anderson's character who have become so um, desensitized and so accustomed to incarceration that they don't even, they no longer even feel the effects of it. You know, it's like, they can just do that time. They could just do that bit. Like it's nothing, you know?
1: It becomes just like normalcy. It's like, oh, you, you ain't been to jail. I was, I was there. Right, right, right. Like, I was there when I was 15, it's just kind there's of like. There's
2: nothing, you know, and like Nation's character points to, there's nothing glamorous about this. Like, nothing. Don't get it twisted. This is not a, a badge of honor, like it often is for us. Another, you know.
0: I, I, I listen. I, I subscribe to what you're saying 100. Mm-hmm. Um, percent First thing, while I was in New York, I was been. I, I had the pleasure of not being able, not having to go to the tombs. That's a blessing. It was, it was several. I, it was several chances in New York when stop and frisk was on and popping. That's that right. I, I could have been to the tombs because I, I clearly don't have the mouth to just mm-hmm. be, you know, compliant, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, now, I've had mm-hmm. debates, arguments with cops who just stopped and frisked me in New York and I could have easily been in a tomb. Now yeah. I know i never wanted to go. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I didn't make it, because in St. Louis, it's the tombs here in New York, but in St. Mm-hmm. Louis, it's called yeah. Central. Gotcha. And, and Central is home with a brave. Now I've been wow. on several different charges, several different times and several different charges, actually, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But, let me tell y'all what um predatory policing looks like yeah I was, I, was going, I was like from st louis we in st louis there's jennings and there's ferguson there's hazelwood there's all little municipalities due to white flight that mm-hmm. they want to leave the city and get to the county and move mm-hmm. and pull their economic dollars out and just leave us you know fight for ourselves and our bad schools and yeah like yeah so, of course but the way that the the city of those small municipalities kept their money going mm-hmm. was was targeting black people and getting, you know, these small little fines for you to get a warrant for they can get more money money out of you through slave labor and then also whatever money you can come out. And that's how they funded their police departments. So that's how, and it was, and, and what I'm saying is not just me talking off, you know, St. Louis, you know, lore and stuff that we know about. That the, the mm-hmm. DOJ, after Mike Brown went into those exact same municipalities, and that same cop was fired from Jennings, which is the worst one, and he ended up at Ferguson, and then he ended up shooting Mike Brown. Wow. So this, like, he was fired from what I consider the worst police department at the time. And if you were fired for being excessive from there, right. Then so imagine have to go to this other one that just lets you know, you know what I'm saying, what you're dealing with. Wow. So, wow. You have to be in and out of. Having to be in and out when I was, because I was, you know, getting driving tickets. There's all this was driving ticket, you know, one, you know, resistant police, you know, that type yeah. of the one, the one that got thrown out of, you know, attacking you know, it was it yeah. we talk about.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but,
0: but the point is, is
2: it's that. It's frustrating, man.
0: It's super it's frustrating. It it's exhausting. And they put you as prey. Yeah. Yes. If you're, if you're preyed upon in any, any culture, you're going to attack back. Yes, if you're constantly being preyed upon, and that's, that's what right. the tools represent. It's like how much you they we're put in this box and treated as animals, and and, and treated like we don't really matter and we're invisible. Just mm-hmm. like, just like your lead character was, so he was invisible in court. Correct. He was invisible Correct. To, he was invisible Correct. To, his, to his 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 Correct. his attorney, he was just an invisible person. Mm-hmm. He, a he has no voice, man. He has no voice. Now I love this, how all the men mm-hmm. came together. Mm-hmm. In, under these under under these horrend, uh, horrendous circumstances, mm-hmm. they all had concern for the OG. Could you, was, could you talk about something? Talk about that and why that's in there.
2: Oh yeah, that's based on a real experience that I encountered during my my stay in the tombs. And uh, there was an older gentleman in there, and you know, in the midst of the transferring, and you know, kind of like the what, what's that called again with the dancing chairs, so to speak, yeah, moving yeah, us. You know, moving us out of, in, yeah. in and out of different cells. He and I encountered each other on several occasions. And I found it really intriguing that I had a perception of who this man is and was, cause he just had a very, almost a regal presence about him. And there came a point in which she was on the phone and everyone starts to share their stories about why they're there. And I remember him having a conversation with his daughter and, Basically, this was many, many moons ago, so it's kind of, you know, scarce in my mind. But basically, he was in there for manslaughter. And they were saying that maybe eight, nine years prior, he had committed a hit and run and took off. And the day he uh, he was in the tombs, he was double parked outside of a Chinese restaurant and he came out while the officer was writing him a ticket. And he told the officer, he asked the officer, okay, I'll just take the ticket and go. And he, um, the officer said, no, um, let me see your license. And he ran his stuff up and locked him up. And now this man was in prison looking at a manslaughter charge. And I remember thinking to myself, if I knew I had a stormy past, and I may or may not have committed manslaughter years ago, and I'm coming out of a bodega, a Chinese restaurant, and I bro. see a police officer write me a ticket. Oh, two let words. that let that cat write that ticket, bro. Lay in the cut. Wait till the cop leaves. Yeah. yeah. Because these cops in New York, yeah, talking yeah. about oh, thank you, officer. I'll just take that ticket. No. Nah. He said, "Nah, let me see your license, bro." And it, he, it, ran, it, he ran. It, he ran, I I ran a check on him. Uh huh. And I don't know whatever came about him, but stories like that are tr- intriguing to me. Even the case with Ephraim, you know, That's these well, kind of yep. these things happen all the time, yeah. and they come back to haunt you years later. And oh, he's a bomb, bomb, bomb. actor,
0: bomb Love bomb, actor, bomb editor, bomb. Just it's bomb. No. Just talented brother, man.
2: Talented first brother. of all, I was so happy to be able to work with him on this piece, man. He murdered this. Yeah, he murdered. He yeah, murdered. And that. um. <laughs> You know, and same case, you know, like this, now you got a guy who was an accessory to a robbery his brother committed seven years earlier and uh, his brother went off to war and died in the war. Nobody wants to hear that, you know? He's going down for that crime. They found your prints, any nigga will do, you know? It's, It's just too complicated. It's that black and gray area, you know? You're not coming home,
0: so it's the tragedy, you know? Yeah, one, also, you know, I know, this, I know this is a dark film, I know it's a dark situation, even, you know what, before, before I even speak about what I want to talk about, this right here is such a telling uh, scene and mm-hmm. so important. more mm-hmm. people to know why there are so many African-American, not even just say, we can't even, just not even just say, uh, let's just say people at a lower social economical level, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm have pled guilty to things they didn't do so many times. All day. Central Park 5 is the most egregious one that we know and it it's all in the, in, in the social lexicon of people's thoughts. Because mm-hmm. those kids just literally just wanted to go home. Correct, but correct. I mean, you know, yeah, You know, I love how you address this. And the, and, the, and the guy who plays the lawyer did it such a great job. <laughs> <laughs> great job. I was like, you fucker. And, and, and that's the sign of a good actor. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely, he did.
2: He brought it home
0: as well. He brought, so what was it, I because you're hitting on so many different points in this. Mm-hmm. What was it you, you wanted to make sure you addressed this or what What was your thought process behind uh, it? Yeah, it was really
2: important because I think this is the first time the audience gets a chance to actually hear Nation's character Sorry. in terms yeah. of what happened, how it went down, what because up until this point, it really doesn't matter what happened. You're yeah. you're you're in there when you're in there with everybody, you're you're messed yeah. in. You're all guilty. And everyone has a different narrative, everyone has a different story. And so this gets to sh- this gets to show you the political aspect of it. Um, you know, you got a legal aid representing you. Yeah. Um, he's just going through the motions. He's basically telling you it doesn't even matter whether you did do it, whether you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. It's really about what you can prove. You don't have any record. And this is what they do. He encourages them to plead guilty just mm-hmm. for the sake of being able to move on. Yeah. Get to put but, but I don't want to plead guilty because I didn't do it. Why am I pleading guilty to something I didn't do?
0: 100. And here's you know what? Uh, here's,
1: here's a-, a whole nother situation after that. And that's yeah, because now that's on my that's on my record. Mm-hmm. He's exactly.
2: looking at it from the perspective of ah, oh, it's no big deal. It's a minor charge. It's not a felony. And yeah. and like you pointed out, you know, this is a social social economic issue because now how many people have pled guilty for the for the sole purposes of being able to go home? Uh-huh. You yeah. know, it's so easy for people to say, well, if, if you didn't do it, why'd you plead guilty? It's so much. It's so if much you more complicated you than
0: that. Like to for for you to be able to say that, you got to be at a point of privilege, though, too, by the way. Correct, so, correct, so, correct. Because everyone who doesn't have that privilege understands understands that. that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's weighing the pro and cons.
2: I want to come home. I want to come home to my family. Yeah, you know,
0: yeah, exactly. I want
2: to be with my. I want to be with my children. I don't want to be Definitely. locked up. I don't want to be in here with these animals. I'm about to unravel. There's a and myriad. There's a plethora of reasons why a person would plead guilty. Yeah, and if there wasn't the system, would it be set up the way it is? It's set up that way because
0: it knows the vast majority of people do plead guilty. Yep. We got, we got, we got some comments from Facebook, uh, Neil weeks who is an attorney says this happens daily clients plead every day just to go home, to go home. And then she says it hurts every time it happens. And seeing it like, it's Thank you. Thank you, Emma. I got I'm you. Having, I'm having some flashbacks of getting getting jumped on by them cops. The same. <laughs> way.
1: Uh, one of the questions that I have, you all have said it numerous times about the actors and how everybody is playing their roles just right on, and I I mm-hmm. love it. Um, in terms of casting and writing the different characters, you have the the know it all. You have, um, you know, the old friend who was like, "This is it." You have the mm-hmm. person who was you know the older guy. You have the younger. He seems like he might have been like a team teen, team. Teen, right. A teen, maybe like right. you know twenty. In terms, mm-hmm. in terms of writing the different characters and casting for them, how did you go about that?
2: Um, well, like you said, I wanted to cover different aspects of different men. Like you said, you know the older gentleman, the cat who knows it all, the politically conscious brother. You know, just different brothers in there for different reasons. And we don't know who did, what. and that, that's what's um, alluring about it, is we don't know what, any, what everyone stands accused of. Everyone has a different tale and a story. and You're kind of just watching these individuals and trying to figure out who's who. But again, um, you know, the best pieces are always semi-autobiographical, always comes from a real place. It comes from experiences. And I think as artists, anytime we're in a situation or in a circumstance, we see it and we just take it all in as a sponge uh whether you realize it or not, consciously or subconsciously, you always find yourself saying, oh my God, this is this would make for such a great story. This would make a great movie and what have you. So once I did decide I wanted to do a piece, I wanted to do a short, my mind kind of went back to that 24, 48 hour experience, going through the system and the different personalities I encountered, the different brothers I met and like the beginning of the short, um, cats who were cracking jokes and not really affected at all by being locked up. And I remember hearing about, I remember literally sitting in cells with individuals who were talking about making phone calls like Ephraim, Ephraim's character, who'd been on the lam for four, five, six years and whatever they did caught up with them. And so they knew, they already knew there was they weren't going through that type of, um, um, trauma or kind of anxiety that most people were going through in the sense that they want to get out within the next two or three days because they knew the process. They know the system in and out. They know that they're going to be there for several days and they're going to transfer them over to county and then from county, they're going to state or federal prison. They knew they were looking at a four, five, six year journey. And so they pretty much composed themselves and kind of braced themselves for the reality of what was coming. And for me, that blew me away. You know. Mm. it's kind of like O'Henry's character in the very very beginning it's brief but it's really um poignant in the sense that wow this dude he's laughing he's cracking jokes he's chilling and you know there's there's a certain level of mental illness that comes with that also as well which is yeah. a whole other story and a whole other kind a whole of topic like real. to point
0: at you know you know what's so funny i was gonna earlier when i went when that when when, when the scene with the lawyer was up i had another thought and it was a thought with the um it was a thought like how in jail, like you know, in these in these holdings and these centrals or or mm-hmm. the tombs, there's always that 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 variation of guys. There's the, the one who's afraid, one that know he's getting out soon, the one that, that talk big, talk real big, and then it's the jailhouse lawyer that know more about your case than you do. They and sure
2: your- do. They ask you what you did, what you going in for, yeah. and they could literally break down. They could break it down like a like you said, like any attorney. What you looking at, what the odds are, what your charges are. Yeah. Before
1: I go it. away, this, the- right. this 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 shot of you moving slowly in. Yeah. <laughs> is that
0: is that back to the go, I'm sorry. Go ahead, and
1: my- ended, I'm just saying we end we end it how we started. Correct. Right in his face.
0: Correct. 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 I, that's when I
1: watched <laughs> it. I was it's so much. I just just my heart, my heart was racing. My uh, heart was racing. I was mad. I was upset. I was I like, "I love
0: that. I love that. That's up. that's why we do this. That is why we do.
1: That
0: is why we do. That is <laughs> we do Yeah, Jerry. I mean, it was because uh, around that time, I remember I was thinking of uh, like, man, oh, something about it, do it, a short about C- Central was really in my mind. Then I heard mm-hmm. about this, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, there we go." I want, to, I want to see how this is rock and roll because it was it was everything that was needed at that time. Mm-hmm. Because again, again, the stopping frisk was popping. Yes. Like a stopping frisk was taking over New York. It was York. notorious. It was out of yeah. control. Yeah. Exactly. People who really do outside of New York that don't really know the effects of stopping. It's kind of if you're not if you were in New York or know New York enough mm-hmm. to understand mm-hmm. how densely populated this is, yes. and have the police state. Having a police Gestapo state that can Mm -hmm. stop and harass you for for no reason, no reason whatsoever. You live in a military, like a military zone. Yes, yes, you said that perfectly, and that's how it was. That's exactly how how NY felt felt for me before I left. It did. So not letting people off because of that, I can understand. Like when when Bloomberg started running, I was like, Mm -hmm. oh no, player, you can't get away from that right one of those things and you know what that that's kind of brings us into a political space that that's mm-hmm. what we supposed to do that's what art's supposed to do generate right. conversation right, right. and right. It's, you know there's a debate going on about a lot of you know we we're gonna say names but there's politicians that have a history that was not favorable to us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know they're not favorable to us and and how do we have to reconcile which I say African American community has always had to reconcile for the greater good, and keep Mm -hmm. that in mind for the greater good, but when the greater good is not the best interest for you, at some point, you gotta change. Correct. We gotta stop, you know, uh, and Bloomberg is an example of why he was in and out, no matter how much money he spent, he couldn't get of that off of him. Yes, sir. And that base that he needs. So, you know, politicians take heed. That's Word. Yeah, go well I, mean, I know you. I know you can run for president and write the you know crime bill. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> brother, see. We, you have officially completed your short break. Once your film ended again, that was it. So like, give this man a hand. Give this man a hand. And to the cast, the
2: crew, the producers, everybody, man.
0: Yes, but this this what we're gonna do. If you will give a solo on you, just give an outro or talk to your people or and let the, let us know what you got coming up, what's I happening sure will. behind you and anything you would like to say, brother. Go right ahead. Sure will man. thank you,
2: man. Well, I just want to thank everyone for supporting, tuning in, and watching it and supporting my whole career and my whole trajectory through this whole journey, man. It's been amazing, it's beautiful, and God bless it's just it's just beginning. Um we just wrapped up my first series, um, Terra Lake Drive, in which I am co-creator, executive producer, writer, co-writer, and director. It's a six episode um, limited series that will be premiering on UNC on the Urban Movie Channel uh, this fall. It is a compelling drama suspense thriller um, about a, a young woman who relocates to Atlanta with her teenage son. Mm. And um, basically it's very elusive, very ominous. Um, suspenseful mystery. I don't wanna to give too much away. I will just say it's, um, it's it's an extremely compelling piece. I'm extremely proud of it. It stars um, Shannon Kane, Lamar Rucker, Malik Yoba, um, and a phenomenal talent young brother named Daniel T. Hainsley. Remember that I said it here first. Um, this brother's 16 years old, man, and he got next. I promise you. Um, I've been blessed to work with a lot of um, Really great young talent on the cusp of uh, their stardom and their much deserved breakthroughs. And this young man's breakthrough is coming. I was really fortunate to get a chance to
0: work with him right before that moment.
2: So um, get ready, it's gonna be something special. Terra Lake Drive, premieres this fall.
0: Beautiful, brother. And where could people find you
2: or follow you? I'm on IG, what's my handle? It's at B-T-H-E-E, Jay Lamont. I'm seldom on Facebook these days, I'll be honest. Uh, but I'm on Facebook. Yeah. But um IG is the primary place where you could definitely find me.
0: Great, brother. We appreciate mm-hmm. you over here The a short break. We're gonna let you chill and get back to your beautiful new Year, your your Sunday, your Sunday in the ATL NY Flash.
2: And
0: this was a pleasure, man. I appreciate you guys, man.
2: I had fun. Thank you.
1: Thank Thank you for being here. Your film impacted me. Just this conversation. I'm taking notes and taking every single thing. I'm like, okay, I got to do this. I need to take this. I love it. I love it. I definitely want to say thank you so much for giving your time and your your energy here.
2: Well, well, this was fun. Um, I don't have any other shorts, but I'd love to be on your show again. Any other oh, time, feel free to invite me. I'd love to come on. This
0: we was, got a few things. Nice. Right, listen, Jerry, we got so much popping. Someone of your expertise and your trade and and, and your intellect is <laughs> always a place for us to have a conversation with your brother. Now, respect, from there, you. Respect, sir. Thank I you.
1: I tell you to book you on something. I'm gonna be like, hey, are you free? Uh, so uh, say,
0: hey, Jerry, you call me. You can call, quick, me, Emma, you so can call me
2: on it for real. I put it out there and I meant it. So thank you.
0: Appreciate you. Emma's so dope. She's always. She, we just. We were a sponsor but it was her party she pushed uh a hbcu college uh uh, uh, uh college virtual drive
1: fair. virtual Rikid. college
0: fair hbcu mm-hmm. virtual college fair she was and she made it happen so she's always pushing great energy and great vibes i love everything. that i love yeah. that we make it happen over at Forty nine ten, man appreciate you brother
2: appreciate you guys too man god bless you guys enjoy the rest of your day man you as well my brother please all right y'all god bless peace
0: emma we had a great time right
1: Damien, this is so good it was good it was it made me mad but it was good because of the movie like i'm watching it just I'm, i was literally the first time around watching it i was like emma it's okay don't get mad don't get mad don't get mad <laughs> yeah. these feelings because it makes you mad it makes you upset but i'm so glad that 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 Jerry was able to say, you know what? This happened, but let me use this experience to make a film and to have this impact because wow, it's it's amazing Just to see all the people who were in it and what they're doing now. Mm, yeah. It's beautiful. It's
0: beautiful. And that's what, and you know what Emma, and, and I, I, we can end it on this too. That's what a short break is about. You know, we, uh, um, Show the journey. And that's like we spoke about earlier, and he was saying it. I wanted to pop in our, I, I can't, phrase, but because he was already saying it. But every short film has a long story,
2: uh-huh. you know.
0: Uh, and you see the journey in which that he's a feature director. He started off with features, he, and then he's like he, he had a story that he wanted to tell. In between time, and had the resources to do it, and made it happen. And look what came out, came out of, it. and the information that he tells about these about the the programs the director programs and things like that these things like that are, are, are invaluable and we appreciate them so we did it again there's one more Emma and to all my good people we're gonna we're gonna take next week off from a short break because we we have a lot of things coming out from 4910 so next Absolutely. week a lot right so next week we're going to take off and take uh, uh, focus on a couple other things and then also we need to hear we've been going pretty consistent um we're gonna breathe and we just had the college fair yesterday we're gonna breathe a little bit and then we're gonna come back with a super special episode you're gonna love it uh we can't wait to talk to you again we take a break next week but we enjoy uh enjoy a short break and then also you can catch us also on facebook youtube and where else emma
1: and Spotify, y'all, we are officially um, a podcast. We take our audio and we put it in the podcast version. So if for some reason you missed us on the live or if you want to rewatch all the good gems, you're going to hear um, the conversation portion of a, of a short break. So make sure y'all catch us out. Catch us. And it is a short break on Spotify. So you can also uh, check it out on Anchor as well.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Well, from 4910, from Damien and Emma.
1: (laughs) I will check you later. Peace, good people. Bye.